0: Hey, it's Oren. Welcome back to Whole Human Work. This is the somatic side episode, which complements the prior guest interview with Minette Norman. As a reminder, on the somatic side, this is where we'll get into a little bit more depth around the science behind some of the practices shared by our guests, and we'll be exploring actionable ways that you can experiment with Implementing somatic practices and generally building greater awareness into your day to day life. Because if we want to get off autopilot and on purpose, it all starts with awareness. Now, today we're going to talk about walking, going for walks. If we are connected on LinkedIn or you receive my newsletter, at one point or another, maybe many points, you've heard me speak to the Benefits of walking almost with religious fervor because this is one of the most accessible and potent high return on your investment ways that we can support having deeper body awareness, more grounded nervous systems, and give our body mind an opportunity to reset in a world where we are inundated by information. We have so much stimulation. Our normalized way of living is what, with my clients, I like to refer to as the rock concert. It is normal, in quotes, for us to live life where we have so much coming at us. If we live in an urban center, lots of different industrial noise around us. We have a constant stream of information in our hands at any given moment. we Some of us are used to having either music or media like TV on in the background near constantly. And that's all not to mention the merry-go-round of thoughts going around and around and around up in our heads. When we are used to this rock concert, we have to be extra proactive about Carving out ways, developing rituals and routines in our lives to get some space from all that noise. And as human beings, we have evolved to move through our world. And most of us just do not do it. Our world today is not set up to encourage us to take breaks from the rock concert. On the contrary, the way all of these industrialized systems have been set up are to encourage us to keep chasing the noise. We learn that if we're not in the rock concert, something's not right. We're not connected to what we need to be doing. We, we might be missing something. It's almost like relaxing and accessing inner stillness is perceived to be risky. Check in with yourself and if there's any truth to that in your bones, because I can tell you from the work that I've done personally and with client after client, much of this work of reconnecting with ourselves, getting a clear sense of what is me and what is this pattern that I've learned in order to cope with life, in order to fit into the box that I've been told I need to fit into, to connect with what's really underneath, to experience less stress, more creativity. I need to be able to connect with a sense of safety. And to do that, I need to practice slowing down, practice taking breaks. It's not going to be comfortable for many of us at first to design a life where we have more space in our day-to-day. All right, these episodes are supposed to be concise, so let me hop off this soapbox here and <laughs> let's get into some tangible stuff around walking, taking your walks to the next level. because you can go for a walk and still be on that merry-go-round of rumination, but it does not have to be that way. And I wouldn't be a podcast host if I didn't pause before actually giving you the information you're here for and giving you a little bit extra background context. So here's one fascinating statistic from a study published in the journal called Psychosomatic Medicine. And this study found that Those who engaged in a form of mindful walking, this is known as forest bathing. Some of you may have heard of this, referred to in Japan, where this practice originates as shinrin-yoku. Shout out to my friend Julia Plevin, who wrote a beautiful book on forest bathing. This practice of walking through nature in this intentional way was shown to lead to significantly lower cortisol levels, a 16% decrease specifically in a group of people who were intentionally forest bathing versus another group that was just walking through an urban environment. So this was not a self-reported, oh yeah, I feel more relaxed now. I've had a, a nice walk through nature. This was a measured decrease in the stress hormone cortisol in the blood or saliva. I'm not sure the method used by these researchers. And of course, this is something we all know. We've all experienced the relaxing Effect of being in nature. But I share this because these types of practices we're talking about, this is not do this thing, so you'll be more productive and you'll be able to work longer hours. And that's not at all what this is about. This is if we want to be able to show up in a more human way in the world and bring more creativity, instigate more positive change, we got to be less stressed to do it. Now, Most of us probably don't have easy access to a straight-up forest on a day-to-day basis, so what can we do regardless of the environment? What are some ways that we can bring a little bit more of this intentionality to our walks to make them more supportive for the body-mind? I'll share three different ways you can do this here, and then if you're interested in learning some more, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'll be sharing more there as well as in the Whole Human newsletter, which you can sign up for at whole-human.co. First recommendation, just like you may do interval training in your workouts, hopefully you play with different levels of intensity within the same workout session. It's incredibly beneficial for not only the cardiovascular system, but also for the nervous system. And this can be as simple as just having some short bursts interspersed through your work. Short bursts interspersed. And so you're walking faster or you're walking uphill, let's say, for a period of time. Let's say you give yourself roughly 30 seconds. Don't worry about getting it perfect. And then you return to your lower intensity walking speed. Intervals lead to not only better returns on a workout, but also force you to be a bit more present. What's going on with your breath and your heart rate? When are you ready to start a new interval? Or when are you ready to have another burst versus when do you need to relax? You're incorporating just a bit more body awareness into your walk. Second walking practice. If you're like, walking is boring. I don't want to do it. It gets so dull. You may be used to being in your head. So use that to your advantage. As you're walking, see if you can visualize yourself. See if you can visualize the breath. Visualize the lungs taking in the breath. Maybe you can visualize the blood flow as you're able to sense your rising heart rate. You can start to feel the, the pulsation of the blood moving through the body. Maybe you even visualize what you're walking toward, a goal, a person, a way of being. Maybe as you turn the corner, you practice shifting your posture and embodying a way of being that feels more aligned with that goal, with that relationship. Maybe as you're walking, you notice, ooh, that spot in my lower back feels pretty tense. Can you visualize a softening taking place in the low back? But really, can you see in your mind the muscles relaxing? Can you go back to anatomy class and see that illustration of the muscle fibers and watch them letting go and making space For more movement to happen in the low back, can you maybe breathe into the low back? Imagine sending the breath there. Get creative with it. There are lots of different ways to engage that hyper processing head in the walking experience. And third practice here to experiment with as you're walking this will be very familiar to those who have explored different mindfulness techniques. And this is simply. Bring online more of your senses, upping the level of sensory engagement as you're moving through the world on your walk. You can engage your senses by listening more closely to the sounds that are around you. If you're in an urban environment, can you pinpoint some nature-ish, organic-ish sound? The chirp of a bird, the whoosh of the wind... Or I guess if you have to, the sound of the person who won't get out of your way and is blabbing on the phone, trying to scream over the noise wherever you are. Maybe you connect with your sense of touch and feel the temperature of the air on your skin or the clothing moving against your skin as you move. Maybe you notice some gradients of color that you hadn't quite paid attention to before. Can you sense a different inner experience as you watch the trees moving in the breeze compared with what it feels like inside as that truck barrels by? When we're living in a rock concert, we learn to numb ourselves to a degree of sensory input because it's just necessary in order to get by. So being in the practice of checking back in with your senses is a fantastic way of dropping down from the head and being more aware of what's happening within your body, what's happening in the present moment right in front of you. If you've got your own favorite ways to up level your walks to make them more engaging, to make them more interesting and embodied, I want to hear them. Let me know. Reach out to me on LinkedIn or at orin at whole human.co. And if you're interested in some, more examples of practices you can incorporate on your walks, check out the newsletter you can subscribe to on the Whole Human website or and or connect with me on LinkedIn where I'll be sharing more along these lines to support you in being less stressed, more creative, more human. Otherwise, what's it all for, right? Please remember to subscribe. We've got some really cool guest interviews coming up. And leave a review if you'd like to support this podcast, reaching more people and contributing to shifting the culture of work to being less mechanistic, less robotic, more grounded, more alive. Thank you for being here. I'll see you next time.